You know that feeling you get when you get a new car? Isn't it the best? I buy used cars, and so to me, it's a new-to-me car. But it's the same feeling, right? You do the research, you go through all of the effort, you find the car, you do the deal, and then you have it, right? And there's this moment of joy. But the next thing that you have to do is what steals all of the joy out of that moment. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's the visit to the DMV. It's the worst, right? You know how it goes. You walk through those doors. And, and when I do that, my mind is immediately racing and I'm, I'm scanning the room constantly, immediately looking for the right place to sit. And I usually think, I didn't know that it was bring your kids to the DMV day. <laughs> Lucky me, right? So obviously I'm not gonna sit there because we don't wanna hear Tommy, 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 come, Tommy, come here. One, two, keep scanning, right? But then you keep going, you're going, ah, question asker guy, you know? Reading a book? Oh yeah? What's it about? Keep scanning. Then there's the oversharer. Oh, watch out for this one. Well, this is my fourth stop today. Uh, after this, I'm going to be taking my mother to the doctor, you know, because my sister doesn't have time. You know, she has a life. She's busy. Keep scanning. Uh, no, too scary. You, where you sit at the DMV is so important, right? It's, it, you, you walk up to the, to the ticket thing, you push the button, out comes a little piece of paper and you look at the number and you're just going, 147, I should have gotten here earlier. And you look up, now serving customer 33. And a little piece inside of you just kind of dies. Because waiting is the worst, right? <laughs> well, I want to just say hello. My name is Bryce. I'm the Sandy Campus Pastor. And we're going to be continuing our series, Being and Bearing. And we're, where we're going through the fruit of the Spirit. And I was gifted the topic of patience. I know. The irony wasn't lost on me either. <laughs> but I will say, it was an intense game of rock, paper, scissors between me and Mike Howerton. The winner got to preach on patience. The loser, <laughs> self-control. So I do thank the Lord for small mercies. So I have two objectives for today. First objective is that we would all have a better understanding of our relationship slash struggle with patience, okay? And my second is that we would leave with a practical step uh, to becoming more patient by the end of today. So go ahead and take out uh, the piece of paper that you received when you walked in. It might've been on, on your chair, handed to you by an usher. If you're online, um, you should be able to click in the chat and you can uh, download a digital version and participate. Well, I want you to think for a moment of those times where you struggle with patience the most. It could be at the DMV, right? Or maybe it's, it's that time where the person in front of you doesn't push the gas pedal soon enough when the light turns green. 
Whatever it is in that moment where you lose your patience the most, think of how you feel. And I want you to write down on the left-hand side, what is one word that would describe how you feel? Okay, shake that off because we're not gonna hang out there. Um, Think about patience now. Think about your happy place. When, When it's like, I have nothing but time and patience for the world. How is it that you feel in that moment? And write that one word in the box on the right-hand side. Well, now I wanna invite you to <clears throat> open your Bibles to Ephesians uh, 4, 2. Now, uh, the book of Ephesians, I'm just gonna give you a little overview. Uh, it really is a letter from Paul to the, the church in Ephesus. And, and he's instructing the church on how the church becomes, uh, comes to full spiritual maturity in Christ. And so the first part, chapters one through three, describes the good news of what God has done for us, right? And then the second part, chapters four and five, Uh, are instructions on how to live now in light of these blessings. And then finally, Paul wraps it up in chapter six by giving us encouragement to stand firm in the face of any hardship because hardships will come. We know that, right? Now, I needed some help on this one. And so what I wanted to do is uh, sit down uh, with my good friend, Jill Vischer. And so I did this. I recorded a conversation with her. She and her husband, Kevin, have been friends of, of Amy and myself for years. And Amy and I have talked through many, many of life's challenges. And Jill always uh, sends us away with a nugget of wisdom. And so this is a 10-minute conversation where we talk about Ephesians 4.2 and we talk about what it looks like to practice patience. And I think it'll be a help to all of us. Well, Jill, thanks for sitting down with me and talking a little bit about patience, (laughs) right? For everyone who maybe doesn't know you, tell tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a mom of six kids Mm -hmm. and two beautiful daughter-in-laws and a lovely little beau. And I've been married to my husband for 35 years. Talk about patience. (laughs) Um, I'm currently in grad school. To be? To be a counselor. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to work on some more patience there. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's about, that's about me. Well, I, I have to say, um, you, are, you are very much a, uh, an important person to Amy and myself. Um, and when I learned that I was preaching on patience, which we, that's pretty funny, um, <laughs> I, you were the first person that came to mind to talk to and, um, and that's really funny. And, and so <laughs> I just, knowing some of your story, and I think like you have given such sound advice to Amy and myself over the years. Um, and it just speaks to the fact that you have been able to practice patience a lot, which we all have to, right? Right. But I don't know. I, I'm not trying to say that you're the expert in it, right? I don't think any of us feel that way. <laughs> don't ask any of my kids. <laughs> exactly. But today, today we're looking at Ephesians 4, 2. Mm-hmm. And it says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Mm, so beautiful. And then the NLT version, um, it says, Making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful verse. Yeah. And they're ones to totally come back to daily, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So the question begs to be asked, okay, so here's humble and gentle before before Mm. we get to patient, right? So what does it look like? To, to just be truly humble? You know, I think for me, humbleness is taking a look at myself first, right? Mm. Because I, oh, I'm, a, I'm a blamer, mm. right? Something happens and it's, dang you kids, right? right. And it's usually me hmm. first. And so when I look at me and myself and I, I think, oh, if you'd only, you wouldn't be in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's not someone else's fault, mm-hmm. right? And I so it's just taking a look at ourselves and also then being even gentle with ourselves mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. And so then, how would you be gentle? Like you know, here you have you've made a right. realization now that it's it might be you. You might right. be the problem, and now your response <laughs> is to be gentle, right? Mm-hmm. And it probably is me. Uh-huh. And then it's just oh. Next time I'll get up quicker. Next time I'll I'll not think I can do the laundry, do the garden, and serve fifty people dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll mm-hmm. take a breath, mm-hmm. and it's just talking to yourself and being a little bit like you would a friend. Right? Hey, right. look what look at all you were trying to do. Right. So it's just that same kind of, um, and when the more we can do that with ourselves, mm-hmm. it it calms us. There you go. Right. Yeah. So, so what would the the emotion words be? What you feel when you're when you're out of patience? You're in that that oh. that moment, right? The the one that's the hot button moment. Right. For me, it's it like I quickly go to anger. Anger. Okay. Yeah. Fr- frustration was like just there, and then it was straight to anger. Okay. Right. Okay. So I get frustrated, and then I'm hot. And so then to contrast that, what does patience, what do you think of when you think of patience? When I think of patience, I think of like being a calm presence, Mm -hmm. like not having people be scared to walk into the kitchen or Mm -hmm. to walk into your place or Hmm. your office at work, right? Right. To be someone that people want to come to Mm -hmm. and not be a volcano and not be angry and frustrated mm. all the time. I like the word volcano. Yeah. Kind of the sleeper. It's right. there, right? Right. We just don't know when it will erupt. Right. Yeah. And when it does, who yeah. can who can trust a volcano? Mm. Right? I used to be a volcano mm. as a mom and mm. watching my kids' faces when the volcano would blow mm-hmm. was devastating and it's what changed me. Mm-hmm. It's what God used to work on my anger. Hmm. Yeah. It was, it's hard. Okay. So let's talk about kids for a second. Um, they do a lot of things. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. They make a lot of mistakes, right? They, right. they, 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 they try our patience frequently. Right. So then how do you differentiate between the time to, you know, be patient with them and the time right. to, um, you know, react differently or, you know, th- yeah. how do you wrap words around that? Right. I mean, the only, the first thing that comes to mind is something that I heard early on in my parenting, which I still have six kids, so it (laughs) saved their lives. Mm -hmm. But it was identifying the difference between foolishness, Mm -hmm. right, and and direct disobedience. Yeah. Right? So foolish 
you know, when they're little, they just have all these body parts that they have no control over yet. Right. right? So they reach over and they spill the milk. They mm-hmm. run into something in an aisle at the grocery store. They, uh. they're just, it's just a constant body part movement. Right. And foolish, right? Mm-hmm. And so then you work with them and you clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. Direct disobedience is a whole nother mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you take the time to, to teach them the, the right way. And so think, speaking of uh, disobedience, that's still a time where we have to practice patience, right? Right. And, oh, yeah. and, so, and so we have to protect them by creating space right. or, or how, what's your step there? What's your tactic? Well, what was, what, how, how, do, how were you brought up? Well, um, I can remember clearly um, that anytime I knew that I was in trouble and yeah. my dad would send me to my room, uh, he was the disciplinarian in the family and, um, and he would say, go to your room. And then I would, oh gosh, it's <laughs> that do, dreaded do, do. walk to your room. <laughs> and, um, but he would wait, right? And, and to me, as a kid, I felt like he was, that was part of the punishment was for me to like right. sit there and dread, right? It was really for him to calm down right. and to collect his thoughts and to let the emotion right. subside. And then he would come in and he would talk to me and he was always very calm about it. And, and he would explain what I did, make right. sure I understood what I did, why it was wrong. And then there was, whatever the consequence was and which usually led to crying and he would leave give me my chance to be done and he would come in and wipe off my face yeah I mean so beautiful right I mean that's the gift in a calm presence right 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 is that you remember it now with a little bit of tears in your eyes right like it's oh my gosh he was that was a gift oh yeah right well because it it uh, taught discipline with love. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And even sometimes when the kids are, when you're just over the top mm-hmm. with the foolishness. Right. Right. When you've got right. six kids, the foolish happens a lot. Right. And sometimes they need to go to their rooms. Yeah. So that you can calm down. So, right? okay. So you have this, this spectrum of anger and then calm. Right. Uh, in the moment, right. That is, calm is a monumental task. Right. You know, it's a mountain to climb. How do you break that down then into a bite-sized step? Yeah. I mean, if you had asked me this in the midst of my parenting, actually just probably early on in life, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to recognize my emotions. Mm-hmm. Like someone would say, I could recognize anger yeah, and joy, I think, but I just didn't take the time mm-hmm. to even look at the rest. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to really be humble, yeah. you have to stop. And be like, what is going on in me, mm-hmm. right? What is happening right now that I'm so out of sorts? Mm. And I'm in in the therapy world, dysregulated, right? I'm yeah. I'm just not myself. Mm-hmm. And we take a look at that, and you're like, oh, it's really. And it's almost like I don't know. Have you ever been doing the doing a chore or something, and you're so frustrated you're doing it, yeah. and someone comes and says, hey, can I help? Yeah. And the frustration dissipates. Uh-huh. Like it's it's just that noticing of of what is happening in us. So you've named it, you've identified you've it, it, right? And it gives you kind of awareness of what's going on around you, right? Or yeah. and in you, or in you, yeah, right. And then it's it's so much easier to then take a breath mm-hmm. and be like, it's not those other people, right? It's not my boss. Right. I'm just nervous about something. It's not the kids. Yeah, I just didn't plan well. Mm-hmm. It's, we just need to calm down 
it's all going to work out. Yeah. And take a breath and find a new space. And it doesn't take mm. hours, mm-hmm. right? It just, right. it can take seconds to notice and to reframe it. So good. Right. 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 Um, when we were talking earlier, uh, you had said, um, and I'm going to quote you if it's okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you had said that, you know, um, you miss the gift of the moment when, um, when, we're in a hur- when we're in a hurry. Right. When, um, you're, when, you're, when you've lost your patience yeah. and you're frustrated and you're like you've, there's golden moments all day long. Yeah. Right. And in our anger and in our frustration and in our, not that that's not going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the more we can be regulated and be a calm presence, we're going to get to see those moments mm. it, it, with a totally different. Yeah. And our kids or our people are going to see different. Absolutely. Person. Thanks for sitting down with me and oh, talking about it. I us. love you. Thanks for asking love you me. Too. All right. We miss the gift of the moment when we're in a hurry. I have missed so many of the gifts in life's life's moments. So many because I was in a hurry, because I wasn't able to use these steps, these really cool gems that, that Jill gave us. Hopefully we can stop we can look inward, ask ourselves, am I not myself? Am I dysregulated? Makes us sound smarter than we are, right? (laughs) Can I name the frustration? You know, can I develop a little personal awareness? Hopefully we can do this and avoid hearing those dreaded words, right? Oh, hey, 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 whoa, 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 calm down. Just, just calm down. Hey, 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 calm down. <laughs> That's the worst. You guys have probably seen this meme before. In the, never in the history of calming down has anyone ever calmed down by being told to calm down. <laughs> it's not the reminder that we need in that moment, is it? The reminder that we need is that we already have the power to be patient. But it doesn't feel like that in the moment because we're operating on our own strength and we're focused on what others are doing around us. We're focused on their stuff instead of our stuff. But we have to be able to stop and to recognize what's going on inside and where we are so that we can allow the fruit of the spirit to correct our course. And like most things in life, this takes a ton of practice. It takes work. A couple um, was at a marriage retreat and they were being uh, interviewed and they had been married for 60 years. Not only that, but they actually still liked each other. So that's kind of amazing. So the facilitator asked them, what is the secret to building a 50 or a 60 year marriage? And their response was awesome. It's, they said this, the only way to build a 60-year marriage is to do the work today. <laughs> do the work today. To break down 60 years into days. So what is required of you today? 
it can be exhausting, can't it? It can just feel like one more thing on our to-do list. But when your strength comes from the Holy Spirit, the fruit of patience will be enough. You don't climb a mountain all at once. You climb a mountain one step at a time. Uh, recently, Amy and I were sitting down with a financial advisor and, and he, we were talking about goals. And, and in that, he was encouraging us to identify our goals and to break them down into steps. And he said this, he said, macro patience requires micro steps. And I thanked him for writing my sermon for me. <laughs> I need micro steps. I need them. I have to be able to break something down because in the moment, it feels like a mountain. It feels overwhelming, right? And actually, I gotta say, my wife, Amy, has taught me the most about being patient and finding patience with others in the moment. She's amazing at this. It's crazy. She has this amazing gift. And I know that the Holy Spirit is involved in this moment because there is no way that without God, my wife could help me see reason in a moment of impatience, right? But she says this one thing. She always says something like, but, but we don't know their story, Right? If she was with me at the DMV, she would see the young woman who brought her kids and she'd go, well, maybe she's a single mom and she doesn't have any other option. Can you have patience with her? The oversharer though, come on, babe, what? Hey, 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 maybe they don't have anyone else. They're lonely. They don't have anyone to, to really process life's moments that we all process, right? That we all have to deal with and they need someone to talk to. Okay, but the person at the green light though, honestly. Yeah, she's like, she would say, you get annoyed with somebody when, when they wait 1.7 seconds too long. Yeah, I do, <laughs> right? And she goes, but do you notice that sticker in the window? that says student driver, they're just trying to be cautious and get it right. Have patience with them. <laughs> she reminds me that everyone has a story and they deserve the, to be treated with the entire fruit of the spirit, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, despite my impatience, despite how I feel. So, I, I mean, this is just one of those things where you get into a, a place where I can't get unstuck. And so what I have found is that to turn the question back on myself really helps. And to ask myself, where has God had to be patient with me? That's an uncomfortable question to answer. <laughs> but he has been so very patient and gentle with me. Speaking of, are you struggling with patience with God? 
Is there, uh, are you waiting on him? Is there a situation in life that you're waiting for God to show up or waiting for him to speak into your life? Are you asking him questions like, when will I get through this? When, how long, how much further do I need to go? When will I know what to do? I know I need to make a decision, but it just doesn't seem clear. When will I be able to do this? When, God? Maybe you're just saying, God, are you there? Can you hear me? I don't hear you. I don't see you. I don't feel you. You know, earlier we, um, we just sang a song, Waymaker. And one of the lyrics says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. The words we find in Isaiah 40, 31 remind us that yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with Uh, wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Wow. We get new strength by waiting on the Lord. (laughs) Think back to the two words that you wrote down. Mine were, were frustration and calm. Very, very different. They're miles apart from each other. It's a mountain to climb. How do I get from frustration to calm. Well, here's your action step. Are you ready? Write down, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. You see, when we connect with their story, we connect with their emotion attached to it. We may not have experienced their story. We may not have lived what they've lived, but we absolutely have experienced anger, sadness, fear, uncertainty, frustration, disappointment. Those are all common. And when we connect with their emotion, we're able to show them patience, right? Because we have felt the same way. Our stories connect us together. Isn't it comforting to hear someone say, I have felt that way too. I wanna encourage you to take this card, um, maybe stick it on your bathroom mirror or maybe in the dash of your car or on your desk at work. Somewhere that you're gonna see it multiple times a day. And I wanna encourage you to practice, practice patience this week. I guarantee you that if you invite God into the situation, the Holy Spirit will give you the strength to display the fruit of patience. I'm gonna invite the band up and uh, we're gonna sing a song waiting here for you. And I invite you to simply be in this space and spend time with the Spirit. And just maybe you need to wait, right? And just be with the Lord. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting on? 
you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. Would you pray with me? Lord, (laughs) I thank you for the gift of the fruit of the Spirit. Specifically, patience. I gotta be honest, Lord, I'm nervous to pray for patience because I know I'm gonna have to practice it, right? (laughs) But I know that we all need it. I know I certainly do. It's so easy to rationalize and to explain away moments when we, when we lose it, right? Holy Spirit, oh, please. I ask for you to be the calming presence when we desperately need you. When we're tired, help us to remember that our strength comes from you. When we feel wronged, when we, when we find ourselves blaming others, remind us that our stories connect us together. I pray that they connect us to you. Lord, make us part of your story. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.